Hey, welcome back to Turn Left at the Wormhole. What's going on, Drew? Oh, not much. Just chaos, you know? Yeah. With a newborn at my house, too. It's mm-hmm. been no sleep. And uh, this is about the only <laughs> two hours I have to myself this week. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, that's that's why we're recording. Uh, so, sorry we didn't get an episode out sooner. But um, you know what? You're going to take what we'll give you. So, uh Anyway, today's episode is uh, really awesome. This is something that is obviously the classic nerd argument. We're going to be comparing captains of Star Trek and uh, kind of, you know, getting your opinion also. Um, We'll put that on Twitter and and you can text us. Uh, But today, really, to start off with a more greater debate uh, than, you know, even thought possible, uh, turkey versus all other meats. Um, I've said this before, and I uh, will take this to my grave, that turkey is the most overrated food probably uh, in, in on Earth, because turkey is dry. What about tacos? Yeah. I know your tacos, feelings on tacos. But tacos are low-rated. Like, turkey is like, oh, we have to have it for Thanksgiving, but really turkey is just dry chicken that is more expensive and less delicious. So... Let's get real. Steak well, is better. Turkey, chicken is better. Obviously. Everything is better. Well, now, what are your rules or thoughts on deep fried turkey? Yeah, deep fried turkey does change things. But if you deep fry anything, it's going to taste better. True. So I feel like, you know, that argument, while valid sometimes, you know, if you're comparing like a, uh, a you know, grilled chicken to a deep fried turkey, yeah, maybe – but if we're talking solely based on meats uh, prepared the same way, turkey is last place. Like, if you've never had alligator, alligator tastes better than turkey. Um, I see. I actually like I, I like turkey. I like alligator. I think they're both good in their own ways. I think it's. I think with turkey, the the big issue is it's not always prepared right. Yeah. So it's it's cooked dry. It's like overcooked. Right. Yeah, which is it's a tricky window, and that's the best thing about you know growing up under uh, my uh, my mom's cooking is she would always make for us a really good turkey, which my dad loves turkey, but then she would make ham, and ham is way better than turkey. And even if you disagree with me about tacos, I think we all can agree that for Thanksgiving, turkey is not really that good. It's like we have to have it there, but eventually we're just there for all the sides, especially the sweet potato casserole. Oh, see, I'm a fan of green bean casserole. Oh, yeah. But I mean, the older I get, like, sweet potato casserole, like, it's gaining mm-hmm. the older I get. Mm-hmm. So here, well, here's the question. You're, you're saying you got ham as your go-to. Are we talking, like, a honey ham or just... Straight ham. Yeah, honey ham. My mom makes mm. a phenomenal honey ham that's roasted, like, the entire day. And uh, by the mm. time she pulls that out, it is, you know, phenomenal. It tastes amazing. Good. Yeah. And then uh, my mother-in-law makes a uh, – she makes prime rib on Christmas. That I would – those two, I believe, are equal Ooh. in how good they are. So – um you know what would be a great substitute Everything. for turkey? <laughs> okay, yeah, brisket. 
A good brisket. A I good mean, sometimes brisket. I feel like brisket is also one of those can be cooked poorly, but um, oh, if you cook it right though, and you, oh man, when we were on vac- me and my wife were on vacation a few weeks ago, and that was like one of our days. That was our thing that we did. Is she made a brisket in the crock pot? Oh man, we still have leftovers. We put it in the freezer. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I uh, I don't get a good brisket so good. Uh, too often. So um, you know. Next time, we're together, time we've ever I done expect it. you to bring me the leftovers of, of a brisket. Um, See, I told her I wanted brisket because it was good. And she's like, sure, that sounds fun. And then she told me how much she spent <laughs> on it. And I was like, oh, uh, okay. This will yeah. be like a once a year yeah. thing, maybe. Yeah, cow is. <laughs> which, which also goes to your point about yeah. turkey prices. Yeah, I think that people are. Uh, I don't know. I feel like they're coming around to a uh, much more enlightened view of Turkey that it is in fact disgusting. And uh, like, like you said, it can be prepared, right? But people who are at home preparing a Turkey, if you're listening, listening to this right now, just like take it out a little early and let some of the juices stay in there because dry Turkey is just tastes like sandpaper and you have to load it up with gravy and no one's going to like that. So uh, you might as well just serve tacos because people are going to be disappointed anyway. And uh, but if you don't have turkey on Thanksgiving, then you can't have cold turkey sandwiches. And that's probably you know, that that might actually be a, one of the better arguments for turkey is that they make better sandwiches later on. But oh my goodness, that's. I almost look forward to the sandwiches more than the actual Thanksgiving meal. I love those yeah. sandwiches. The next well, do day. you load any kind of bread, any kind of cheese with it? Just you don't even need condiments. Just slap it all there with cheese on bread. My father Ooh, puts. Uh, or my father-in-law puts. Um, col- or um, what is that? Cranberry sauce. He puts cranberry sauce and stuffing on his. He just loads everything on there. So. Uh, that sounds like the yes, sandwich exactly. Ross eats yeah. on friends. So uh, I, yeah. I do like one of those, but like you said, turkey, the turkey has to be cooked well. Um, well, okay, we're primarily a sci-fi podcast. So, what if you had a replicator to make these foods? Would you think a turkey might be better um, than? Not, not like. You know, if I could have a deep fried turkey, the only reason I would eat it and the only reason that I think people are eating it even now is because of nostalgia's sake, because they've always had turkey on Thanksgiving and it's needless. People, wake up. Turkey, turkey is like number <laughs> like seven on meats that are delicious. Like, and I, I can re- release my official list some other time. But turkey is down there, you know. Mm. I mean, sheep taste better, and, and all of that tastes so much better than turkey. Yeah, again, I and, like um, lamb. So for a replicator, I, I think I would probably actually pull out just a cheeseburger. I actually thinking about all this food is almost making me sick right now <laughs> because because I've already eaten mm. so much because family's in town, and then tomorrow we have to turn around and eat just that much again so uh you know it's <laughs> tough uh, yeah. but anyway so now we're going to get into a little bit of the uh, the star trek captains and comparing them 
Uh, but first, we have a word from our soon-to-be sponsor, Funyuns. Looking to spice up your Thanksgiving Day feast? Think about adding Funyuns to your next meal. Green bean casserole? Throw some Funyuns on that bad boy. Pumpkin pie? Funyuns make an excellent garnishment. Let us know what you think at Funyuns.com. Welcome back to Turn Left at the Wormhole. Time to get down to one of the biggest discussions you can have in science fiction. And that would be Star Trek Captain versus Star Trek Captain. Bum, bum, bum. Exactly. Except it's like not the the two that we normally see, but yeah. yeah. So just to tell you how we got our rankings, we know that there's a lot of opinion about who's the best captain. Some of it's based off of just memories. Some people have actually sat down and created strength charts and weaknesses charts for all the captains. Some of it's just talking, conjecture, how they would react. So we didn't want to have to come up with our own list. So we found an article published by Sci-Fi Channel where they did a poll on over 50,000 Sci-Fi Trek fans. And they had four categories. You had to vote on each one. So basically we treated each percentage point as a point possible. We added them up for each of the four categories and we ranked our four captains in that order. Um, what we found out was based on that poll, they ranked Picard number one, Janeway number two, Kirk number three, and Cisco number four. So when you're doing a versus and a playoff scenario, one goes against four. So today we're going to talk Picard v Cisco. Now, we will get to the point in verses where we each argue on a person's side, which is what we'll do when we do the finale of this series. But for now, we're just going to talk about the pros and cons of each of them because it's a complicated, it's a complicated discussion point. Would you agree, Josh? Yeah. Um, You know, a lot of people are always going to say Picard v. Kirk. um, And, you know, to to a point, they're right. And, and, but I think the reason why is because those were the, the biggest series or at least the two uh, that people most uh, are, are at least most likely to uh, watch or to have seen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a fair debate in some ways um, because, you know, some people like uh, Picard's calmness while they like how Kirk is more of a, you know, a, kind of a, a maverick. But what's forgotten are what are two of the arguably the, the better captains actually in uh, in Starfleet, which is Cisco and Janeway. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, Andrew and I are both really well versed on uh, on DS9 and then also uh, Next Generation. Um, Voyager's yeah. my my strongest of all yeah. the series. But yeah, but um, but for these, we, we have seen, um, you know, pretty much all mm-hmm. of it. Um, so I feel like we have a, uh, a pretty good understanding, at least to, mm-hmm. I feel like a, uh, a pretty good opinion on this. So, and, and we did research. Mm-hmm. 
we went out and found other people who have discussed the exact same thing, such as the Washington Post, <laughs> uh, Business Insider. These are, this is not a question that's, it's been discussed by lots of people. Yeah. Most of them are wrong, though. I just want to point that out because, <laughs> you know, get real. Some, some of these people have, like, Archer as, like, number one. Okay. Come on. Archer yeah. was, you know, uh, not even worth having a show about if we're really getting down to it. So, anyway. Someone's discussion disagree for a different with me. day. <laughs> disagree with me on that. It's a Archer's not even on this day, He's not because... We're not considering Discovery (laughs) yet, since that is a progressing show still. So we're using the five series that preceded that. Right. Um, So um, kind of uh, just to present arguments then, um, you know, let's just state kind of the obvious one. Everyone loves Picard, right? He's seen as the statesman of the Federation to a point he, he is, especially when you get into the Q episodes, Picard is always that one that's delivering this beautiful speech about human morality and how humans are good. And, uh, you know, which let's face it is totally bogus. Just, just because of how many times, even though a Star Trek captain will say, you know, they follow the prime directive, they eventually get to a point where they really mess up an alien race, no matter what. Plus that, that kind of is, I think that's one of his biggest faults too, is, you know, they're in this federation where all species are equal, but he's never really arguing. Well, not never. He's usually arguing about humans, mm-hmm. not the Federation. Sure. So his evaluation of humans is higher than that of the Federation. Right. But I mean, so, you know, eventually, I mean, in the, in the early series, obviously, like in, uh, in original series, um, you know, the Federation basically was humans and just a few other planets um, like Vulcan. But... Mm-hmm. Then once you get into next generation, the the Federation is so much more. At that point, there's uh, peace, peace with the Klingons. There is, uh, which was brought about by Kirk, by the way. And then also, um, you know, several other species uh, are either in the Federation at that point or seeking mm-hmm. membership into the Federation. And so a lot of those people are even, you know, in, uh, in Starfleet, um, including Bajorans and... Um, Ferengi and, and all that other thing. So uh, I do agree. You know, Kirk speaks about, or excuse me, Picard speaks about humans an awful lot, but forgets to mention, you know, Klingons, for example, who are completely different in the way that they think. Yeah. Well, and people always say, like you said, Kirk is the diplomat, basically. Yeah, Picard, yeah. Picard, I'm sorry. Who did I say? Kirk. Well, I mean, you can argue Kirk, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> well, they say that Picard is the diplomat, and that's why he's always going on these missions, but he never had a major, major treaty the mm-hmm. way others have. Think how Picard, uh, not Picard, I'm sorry, think how Cisco was involved in the Dominion War. Mm-hmm. Um, the emissary going between Bajorans and Cardassians. Right. And then the Dominion on top of that, plus dealing with Klingons 
and the Romulans and mm-hmm. the Federation and somehow getting it to work. Yeah. For more than just, you know, one episode, which is what Picard would have. This was seasons of getting it to work and and not having the flagship of the fleet as your vessel. Yeah, really they they had the scraps in that show yeah. um of I mean, they were on a Cardassian space station for DS9 and then they have a ship that was decommissioned because it was uh too um you know, it was too much of an unknown and so they uh, Starfleet didn't even roll it out. So basically they were dealing with whatever the Federation would throw together and they made it work and not just work, but they succeeded. Like, you know, Cisco was the front of the dominion wars. Yeah. And on top of that, he was the front. Uh, he, he dealt with uh, both the Cardassian fleet at one point in time, the Klingon fleet at one point in time, or Romulan fleet at one point in time. And he weathered all of those storms and, um, and the Maquis and the Maquis who are, you know, like a small terrorist group the entire time. So, um, you know, I think there, there's an awful lot obviously to be said for Cisco. And, uh, as far as, um, Picard, uh, goes, if you think that we are being maybe a little unfair to him, well, you're right. And here's the reason. And think about this because Picard has always been my favorite, captain until drew and i started talking about this when you look at picard like like we said he hasn't really had any major treaties he has not really been a part of any major federation uh diplomatic solution in any way and but what makes picard such a better captain in a lot of people's minds than kirk i think is just the fact that it's patrick stewart doing the acting and i think that has a lot to do with what people mm-hmm. think is not because Picard is a very good captain. It's because uh, is is because the person who's who's playing him is such a good actor that he almost like lulls you into believing that this is, you know, one of the best and smartest and brightest uh, starship captains. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of that is, you know, obviously due to the writing, but mostly due mm-hmm. to the acting. Well, and, and we want, we want to be fair and make sure we're showing the negative in both. How did Cisco get the Romulans to join the war? Mm-hmm. He has, has someone killed, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the or, entire or, thing with, yeah. with the Romulans, he's, you know, deceiving them the entire way when it comes to uh, a lot of Bajoran stuff, Cisco is, you know, he tries his best not to interfere but he interferes quite a bit, yeah. um, you know, for at the time um, with Cardassia and uh, the Klingon Empire, neither of them are part of the Federation. Yet Cisco continuously meddles in both of their cultures. And um, so it's, uh, you know, it's just this constant thing. He, he does do a lot of this stuff, but a lot of it, like, you know, we think it is because the Dominion War and because of the threat that was coming through the wormhole, obviously, at the time. So, yeah, it's messy. It's kind of gross. Um, but at the end, I think even Cisco would agree that 
yeah, I wish I didn't have to, but it was necessary. And then on on, on a negative of Picard that I had never really thought about was mentioned in the Washington Post article we mentioned. Um, They ranked him as the fourth best captain, actually. And they said, because if you think about when Picard interacts with the Q, this species far more intelligent and powerful than humans. Um, he, he treats the Q kind of as a child and keeps saying, we don't need your help. We don't need your help. Almost goading Q to do something who Mm -hmm. then throws them to the Delta quadrant where we meet the Borg. And we come to find out that this is hundreds of years before humans were supposed to interact with the Borg. Uh huh. And then bam, there you are with the Borg. And that brings the whole thing with Wolf 359 mm-hmm. and how many other episodes, issues, and movies. I mean, and that's just because Q was being Q. Sure. And he couldn't admit that Picard couldn't admit that he might need Q's help with things. Right. And then also, you know, the fact that um, Picard did interact with the Q so early on um, brought about, obviously, the greatest tragedy in Cisco's life uh, with, mm-hmm. with the loss of his wife and everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, one of my favorite episodes uh, now, but one of my least favorite episodes when I first watched it was when we were first introduced to deep space nine. And uh, you see that moment where Cisco meets Picard and they almost painted Picard as weak in that episode um, because Cisco basically calls him out and says, you were the one that caused this. And um, you know, when I first watched it, I thought, well, he's not being very fair to Picard. And you know, for, to a certain point, he, he probably is not. Um, but, you know, at that same time, had Pekirk, uh, or had Pekirk, had uh, Picard acted <laughs> a little bit more diplomatically, he would have been able to, you know, at least deal with the queue in a different manner uh, without, you know, basically bringing death and destruction upon thousands of uh, Federation forces there. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway... Uh, we are curious, yeah, what what you have to think about that. So mm-hmm. I know a lot of you will vote on the Twitter poll, so we'll put that up there. And then also, if you just want to either text, call, um, you know, write really yeah. nasty emails to us, whatever you want to do. We right. do want to know what you think, and we'll uh, we'll read those aloud on the, the next episode. Yeah, we'll read them. And, and I would like to point out one last thing. We don't want to be negative about all of them. These are both considered very good leaders. Um, even Business Insider ranks them based on their specific leadership qualities. And Picard is this visionary leader who has grand ideas and tries to get them there. And he can succeed. He knows how to do it. Whereas Cisco, Cisco listens to those around him. He's a more mm-hmm. democratic leader. He's not going to just make a decision and be like, this is it. He will consider what people say and feel the room. And there's something to be said for both of those. Um, 
Right. And it should be pointed out too. Yeah. We pointed out that, you know, uh, Picard was kind of only good because of Patrick Stewart's acting. And a lot of the reason I think a lot of people hate Cisco is because of Avery Bo- Brooks acting. Not that he's bad, but it's kind of, you know, he, he has some moments where it's obviously, you know, he's not Patrick Stewart. I mean, so, um, you know, with that, um, you know, being said and, and all that taken into consideration, who would you choose then uh, out of the, at least these two to, to be your captain then? And, and even if you didn't like our arguments, if you have one you would prefer to see move on, vote on the Twitter poll, tell us. And again, next week, Next week, we're going to do part two, right, Josh? Yeah, I think so. We'll see. And that'll be... If, if my daughter cooperates, yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, same. Yeah. Um, um, so, so that would be Kirk and Janeway. Yeah. So who do you pick, though, Drew, for yours, just, uh, just so we kind of have it on record? Who would you choose out of these two? Um, it's a really tough one, but I, I think I would have to say... Um, I'd go with Cisco. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with Cisco too. Now, obviously, if a lot of people are saying no, Picard, we'll, we'll put Picard and we'll uh, move him forward as well. Um, but I think there's a lot to be said for, for all that Cisco had to deal with. And yeah. let's face it, um, he was kind of ignored by the Federation during his time there because mm-hmm. they didn't want to really deal with that. So, anyway. Uh, like we said, let us know what you think. We'll get back to uh, to that hopefully in a week, and uh, we'll go over some uh, Janeway versus Kirk. All right. So thanks so much for sticking around uh, for this last segment here. So we just wanted to end today's episode just by thanking all of you for everything uh, that you've done. There's been a lot of really mean tweets on Twitter about my tacos comment. I will not apologize for that. So if that's what you're here to, uh, to, to find, you're not going to find it. Okay. Tacos are gross. <laughs> And then, uh, no, but we, we do just want to go over some things that uh, we're thankful for. You know, I, I know that uh, in college and then obviously after college, we had talked about, you know, sci-fi. So, you know, obviously just grateful for our friendship, mm-hmm. for the enjoyment we get out of talking about these things that have absolutely no bearing on our lives whatsoever. <laughs> None. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, in all honesty. Um, I, I am really thankful for, um, especially my wife and, and my newborn daughter who are mm-hmm. so gracious enough to, uh, let me record this. And I know that my wife is never going to hear this. Um, but <laughs> if she ever does, she's gonna, she's probably gonna start crying. Um, but love you. You're the best. Um, and then also just a shout out to all of you listeners, Thank you so much for telling people about us. We, uh, you know, we, we love doing this. Obviously, you know, it's not for, uh, for money or anything because we're still really, really poor. But we do enjoy doing it. So thank you so yeah. much for listening and, and just making us a part of your somewhat of, of your life. So true. And, and, and I do have to I do have to say my, my wife does listen now. Um, <laughs> she was not too thrilled with me with my comments in the last episode. <laughs> You just start calling them out every episode to listen, and, and eventually they'll get there. I don't know. Yeah. She's like, I listened. I heard it. I'm like, oh, okay. No. I guess I can't do that anymore. But yeah, I agree. Thankful. Same. Um, 
And yeah, it's it's been fun. Like that's that's why we did this. It was just to have fun because we do this all the time. Well, we used to do it all the time. Now, now our daughters are like, ha ha ha, Dad, I'm not gonna sleep. Yeah, most of the time it's just texting like hey what do you want to talk about on the podcast and this is the only time that we actually ever talk <laughs> yeah. yeah so yeah but um, we, I, I i do have to say we have some really good ideas cooking yeah uh in the future the one benefit of being tired is you generally have some more loopy ideas some of which translate very well to the podcast's future yeah speaking of which i didn't tell you about this but uh, I think it was about a week ago. Um, you know, I was up with uh, the baby most of the night and I was watching Deep Space Nine. And um, I, it was like, you know, the episode where Worf comes in and I'm Great like, episode. I'm like, man, you know, I love this. I'm finally seeing, you know, one of my favorite characters come back in and everything. Mm-hmm. And it was so heartwarming. Well, anyway, it was about 4 a.m. when I finally went to bed. And I started having like these super realistic dreams about <laughs> Worf and like being on the space station. And all I could remember, all I could remember thinking was like, man, I don't know if any of this is real, but I think that this is just a dream that was caused by my daughter. And, and if that's the case, you know, and then, and then I woke up and I'd only had like three hours of sleep and I'm like, yeah, that was that was awful. <laughs> so, and, well, that's yeah. the thing. I just transitioned jobs, and the baby's now like, uh, I'm not going to sleep anymore. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. So, but, um, yes, we are very thankful for our listeners, thankful for our wives. Mostly moms. Who, and uh, our moms. Who, who listen always. to us and mm-hmm. say that we're doing a good job, even though we know that we're not. <laughs> anyway. And I keep talking to my sister, and she's like, I got some great ideas for you. And then she's like, I'll tell you later. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for those ideas. <laughs> yeah, if you have any ideas, uh, text us, email us. Uh, coming in the summer, or in, at least at the at next year, we'll get into some other things, whether yeah. that be fantasy or uh, you know different segments we want to get mm-hmm. into. And, and um, don't forget, if you want to be on the show, uh, you can get on Anchor and actually mm-hmm. send us a message, and we'll put it on there for you. Happy Thanksgiving. Yep. Have a great Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening, everyone.